The conversation outline that we're going to look at today is the three whys technique. Although I've heard some people say it's the five whys, and I think I've heard at least one person say it's six. Now, it's something that has been popularized by American business management technique. So this is kind of like an American thing. Although the origins um, seem to stem from uh, Toyota, back when they were all the rage, you know, doing that whole total quality management thing and um, all the management and business techniques that were associated with uh, Japan and the other um, auto, the other uh, car makers in that part of the world. So this is a technique that people in consultancy practice use and they use it to drill down to a problem. So the bottom line is this when you are with a client and you're talking to them and you're trying to solve whatever the problem is typically they will give an answer to say this is the problem but you'll find out that more often than not it's just a surface problem and if you pry a little more you're going to be able to get down to what the meat of the issue is to where the pain really is and so you can get a sense of um, what is the uh, major pain that you are trying to resolve so for people who are online, uh, sorry, not online, for people who are on board with this technique, basically what they would do is you're with the client and you're trying to get a sense of what the problem is. And when they tell you what the problem is, you would ask why. And they would give you another answer, which is a level deeper. And you would ask why. They'd give you another answer, which is also another level deeper. And you ask why again. And chances are, at that point, you have gotten to what the heart of the matter is. So if you had stopped at the surface level, you wouldn't have gotten to uh, the bottom of what it is that they are trying to achieve. But by the time you ask three whys in succession, although some people say five, and like I said, I know uh, one person who says six, but I think um, let's be careful about this technique because it's one of these conversation techniques that can really uh, turn into an interrogation. If you don't handle it quite well, it might feel like an interrogation to your client. So if you ask why three levels deep, you're going to get a sense of what it is that they are trying to solve. Now, I'm sure you guys might be asking, how does this relate to those of us in the event and the wedding space, especially since we're not in the business of solving pinching problems per se, but this is how it applies. Now, first of all, when you ask, uh, when you're doing this uh, three why um, technique, when using this three why outline, you're usually at the discovery stage. Now, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you will uh, recall that in the sales process, there's some qualification involved. And qualification is when you're asking people questions in a simple conversational manner so you can figure out, do these people need the service that I have? Is there a problem that they are trying to solve? And can they afford to go with me? So that's the whole point of qualification. So once you ask all the questions and you're dealing with qualified people, or as Abuja people like to say, Abuja people like to say, this bride is serious, this bride is not serious. So qualification is just getting to the bottom line of, is this a serious bride? Is this a serious groom? Are these people serious? So that's the whole point of qualification. Now, we also have to go through a discovery process. And discovery, the goal of discovery, it's similar to qualification. But the whole point about discovery 
is to ask questions to make the people realize that they have a serious problem. Because if they don't think there's a problem, they are not going to make a decision, even if they have the need and they can afford you, but they're just not going to um, take that action. Some of you might doubt, but for those of you, um, some of you might doubt what it is that I'm saying, and maybe this sounds unnecessarily academic. So let me just go back to uh, a case study that I used uh, much earlier in the podcast. I'm sure long-time listeners will remember about the couple, the expat, the American couple um, based in, well, okay, well, based in Abuja anyway, but I think they're natives um, of New York, getting married uh, in Abuja, and, uh, you know, we, we ran qualification and um, everything looked like everything looked like was good to go. They could afford, and then um, all of that. But uh, at the end of the day, wedding photography just was not something that they took as a priority. And I decided to call their bluff on the whole thing of um, using mobile phones for the wedding. And I still kept in touch with the couple because that's part of my sales process. I realized that the more people I talk to, the more money uh, that I make. And so even if I don't um, close the deal eventually, I still like to keep people in my ecosystem for a while, see how I can nurture the relationship. I might be able to get some other leads and some referrals uh, through them. So I did keep in touch with them. And at the end of the day, as we say in this part of the world, like joke, like joke, it was mobile phones that they used pretty much for the whole wedding. And it was a pity because they had some really nice ideas uh, with the decor and um, the wedding attire was um, really lovely. Um, they incorporated some Ankara ideas. So it was really, uh, really good. Um, let's just say it was a beautiful, small, uh, intimate um, wedding. But for them, uh, wedding photography was not really a problem. So um, the fault is not theirs, of course. The fault should have been mine from the beginning. In the qualification process, I should have been able to flesh out whether these people had a need did they feel like there was a need like there was a problem that they were solving in getting a wedding photographer because when people think for wedding photography there's no problem anybody would do and so in that case you know it's really irrelevant who is standing before them and in this extreme example and i say it's extreme because i don't know of any nigerian couple that will say you know what we're just going to stick to mobile phone um, photography but i guess maybe it's because they're expats you know they're not niger people so maybe they have different expectations around uh weddings and you know how uh people in the northern hemisphere uh you know that's america and western europe are really talking about how oh a wedding is just a sheet of paper this is just formality let me call my closest friends you know blah 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 unique day and all that jazz trying to downplay um certain elements about it so i guess uh coming at you from that point of view um maybe that's the reason why wedding photography and wedding video was not really important and they just focused on trying to get an enchanting experience for them and their guests winning the bottom line is this i'm qualified to make sure you're talking to the right people and then you ask discovery questions so that people can realize that there's a painful problem that they are trying to solve so in my own case discovery questions would have gotten me to find out more about um uh more about what they had planned for the event and things like that and i would have keyed in on um, possible problems like oh sounds like this is really beautiful it's a unique experience 
Um, it's a unique, intimate experience, not the kind of thing that most people do. Are you absolutely sure you don't want this captured on camera? Because um, this is the only thing that is going to be left on the wedding day. The experience will come and it will go. Experiences are ephemeral. Uh, the food will come and it go. And, you know, guys will poop it out. But the only thing that is going to be there, not just for you, but for the kids, about this wonderful wedding that you guys had when you were back in Nigeria will be the photograph. And I've seen some uh, um, some wedding videographers in Abuja use the technique very well. That whole thing of everything else is just that day, it will disappear. The only thing that will remain will be the wedding video. So that's a discovery technique. You're pushing down so that the person realizes that, hmm maybe wedding videography is much more important than i think and to get them hooked on the idea because like with this american expat couple showed if they really don't think that there's a problem they are not going to take the action even when they can afford it so uh that is how the uh three wise technique um ties in you're drilling now to solve a problem and it's much more of a qualification um thing so uh somebody says you want wedding videography or wedding planning and you ask why they give you another answer you ask why they give you another answer you ask why and you now are at the root of the problem now to keep this from being excessively theoretical let me use another case study that uh, happened to me much earlier in my business journey when i had just moved to abuja and i was at my first uh wedding show back then that was um wedding I can't remember if it was Wedding Digest or Wedding Expo NG or something like that. Well, right now, I think they only operate out of um, Lagos. Is this uh, dude, um, Akin, Akin Yesho, really popular in the exhibition space. I think they also do GTB um, food fair for Lagos and Abuja. So anyway, that's that whole uh, crew back when they used to run this thing in Abuja. And so that was my first outing with them. And the bride came by. And she picked up one album and she said, uh, do you have this, but not in leather. It has to be this cover. But she described the cover. It was um, a text-based kind of material. And it was something that I could hook up. Because back then, I used to get my albums done, uh, most of my fulfillment done with um, Photo, Photo Niger. They're a U.S.-based uh, company, Nigerian boys anyway, U.S.-based company. And they do really good stuff, although they don't supply to Niger anymore because um, they say they've not been able to meet the margins. So back then, those were my fulfillment partners. Um, so where was I? Okay, so it was something that could be done. They had given me a color palette. She selected the color palette. And so I didn't realize um, what I was doing because there are a lot of times that people use sales techniques and conversation techniques without realizing what it is that they do. And so I didn't realize I was doing the, the three wise thing. So I asked her, um, why this color oh that was because it was the same color as my mom's um wedding album okay why this fabric okay because uh it was the um same uh kind of fabric that my mom um used oh and um so why why does it have to be modeled after what your mom's um album was and you know she went into the story about her parents and how they met in seychelles and the wonderful wedding and the relationship that they had the legacy that they built this is what their wedding album looked like and so they're trying to establish uh she she's trying to um 
build a certain kind of continuity you know in the whole thing uh, so that is why these particular details were important um, for her and I thought hmm okay cool that's really interesting and of course I told her that oh that's absolutely no problem it's something that me and my crew um, could sort out uh, especially since I had I knew for sure that I had the right material and um, we had the right um, colors that's um, yeah, the right color template that she was um, looking at. So you see how um, the three Ys got us to the emotional connection that she has to the album, to that kind of album. And it's something, if you're a wedding photographer, that you can use in the sales process later on because you have gotten to the bottom of what the emotional connection is and it's something that you can use with creating a sense of urgency and getting them to move um, along. Because if you've established that this is what you can deliver, and so far it looks like you're the only one who can deliver that to create that continuity that she wants between her parents' wedding and hers, then it's something that you can um, that you can lean into to get them to take the decision with you. So that is how the three whys worked, and that is how I used it early in my uh, wedding practice even before I knew what all these techniques and what all these things were. Now, on a side note, I didn't get the deal. And this is the reason why I didn't get the deal. I told her that uh, she should give me some time to confirm. Wedding affairs uh, usually happen on uh, Friday and Saturday. Well, back then, I think it was more like, yeah, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I told her to call me on Monday, and I gave her my phone number, and she never called back. At the time, I did that thing that most Abuja vendors do, which is, I said, mm, this girl is not serious. But now, looking back, I know that as a sales professional, I should have taken the initiative. So I shouldn't have given her the phone number to say, you call me. I should have said, can I have your phone number? I'll call you back Monday morning after we have confirmed. And if I'm able to confirm that we can in fact do deliver this, would you be ready to make a decision on whether we are going to go ahead with covering your wedding? To which point she would have said, she could have said yes, and I'll say, okay, fantastic, and I know that I have a strong lead, or she could have said no, and then I would have known that, okay, there's still some other things that I need to, um, some things that I need some more information on, like, uh, okay, so it sounds to me like there's some other uh, more important stuff when it comes to wedding photography than just the album. So what else is it that you are interested in that we haven't spoken about? Have you got any more questions? And I've been able to continue the conversation forward. But the bottom line is, as sales professionals, we are the ones who are supposed to have the initiative when it comes to these sorts of things. Let's stop relying on the client to have the initiative. Because let's face it, she obviously was a, uh, what should I say? Should I say a high net worth individual? Kind of. I mean, looking at her and her swag and everything, you could tell that she had a lot of pepper about her, a lot of money. So, um, definitely she would have been chased by several other vendors and Monday morning would have come around. And, um, yes, we all think we're... We all think we are important, but the thing is, when you have those brief interactions with somebody at the wedding fair, you know, 20, 30 minutes, she leaves you, and then she meets 50 or 60 other people, by Monday morning, it's a blur. It's like, okay, I was supposed to call that guy, like, oh, uh, what was his name? You know, and she, she probably spoke to five or six other photographers then, 
like, oh, there was this guy I was supposed to call. What did we even talk about? What was his name, self? Uh, what was it that I was supposed to even call him about? These things happen. They lead busy lives. Or she could remember, but the simple thing is that sheet of paper that you wrote your phone number on and handed it over to her, she could have lost the sheet of paper. Because at wedding fairs, people get all kinds of material thrown at them. Other vendors want to give them uh, flyers, um, um, you know, promo sheets, uh, all kinds of things. That's an awful lot of material. So uh, I think that the reason why I didn't get the deal at the time was because I, at the time, I didn't know that you're supposed to take the initiative in these sorts of things. My attitude back then was... I would tell the person, why don't you call me on so-so-so date, let's continue the conversation. If they didn't call back, I would say, mm, this bride is not serious, this groom is not serious. And, uh, you know, water off my back and I would focus on trying to get the next um, lead. And this is one of the chief benefits that um, sales training and being interested in sales conversations and all these techniques, this is the chief benefit that it has made to my business. Because now that I know that I ought to be more proactive and how to be proactive, I've definitely seen um, the results in the number of jobs that uh, do close and the number of relationships that I build and the future business that I'm able to get out of that. So I think I've gone on for too long. We've gone well past the 10-minute mark on this 3Y technique. So just remember that it's more of a business management thing and it's for consultants who are trying to get down to the root of a problem. But it does apply to we wedding industry professionals because sometimes we want to get down to what is the root cause, uh, what is the root problem that they're trying to solve. So if you're a wedding planner and this bride is going on and on about Egyptian cotton, um, even though you think... Uh, even though you think Austrian lace is much more sophisticated, you know, for tablecloths, as a wedding planner, you know, you ask her, okay, you seem to be talking a lot about Egyptian cotton. Why does it have to be Egyptian cotton? She's going to say one thing, and you're going to ask why. She's going to say something else, and you're going to ask why, and she's going to say something else. And you get to the root of it. And you might be able to convince her that, okay, since this is the key thing we're trying to solve, it doesn't necessarily have to be Egyptian uh, cotton. We can achieve the same effect by doing this and this and this, which might even be much more effective. So that's the reason why we have to keep asking uh, all these questions. And it's important to, um, you know, you wedding planners, photographers, videographers. So you ask why, 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 until you get to the uh, bottom of the problem. And it helps us have a much more happier client at the end of the day. Of course, can you apply this in a networking session? You also can apply it to a networking um, session as well. You know, when you get people talking about important stuff, maybe like why they got involved in the wedding business in the first place, why you're a wedding photographer, why you're a wedding planner, you know, yeah, you can do the why thing. But just remember, if you're going to uh, do it in a slavish manner and do it excessively, like those people who say that, no, it should be six whys instead. Just remember, it could easily look like it's an interrogation and you might chase people away. So this is something that you should do uh, sparingly. Now, before we sign off, remember, why are these conversation outlines important in the first place? We're supposed to use these simple tools to reduce the mental and cognitive load. If we keep trying to freestyle with conversations every single time we're at the networking session or we're talking to brides and grooms and other people in the business context, we're going to get very tired. So we need these quick, snappy frameworks that can be on our phone 
or that we can remember to keep the conversation going along and that will help us get all the important information that we need about how we can satisfy our brides and grooms and um, about whether this person that we're networking with, with is a worthy person to spend more time with after the networking um, session. And apart from that, these are simple tools that we can use to scale our business because if you drive conversations forward by freestyling, you can't just tell your employees to go forth and freestyle. You're going to create a lot of problems. But you can tell your employees that this is how you handle the conversation. This is the simple framework. It's something that they can learn. And you're going to be able to scale your business beyond you because people will be able to take these simple um, frameworks and um, use that when they're trying to promote uh, your business and when they are talking to your clients so uh, yeah so that's it pretty much um we still have uh, i think three more conversation outlines that we're going to go over and so because of that we'll bring this to a close right here since we're at the 20 minute mark and um yeah so thank you very much for listening to the sales for the nigerian wedding industry podcast thank you very much for your time and attention i'm the abuja-based wedding photographer tavishima ayede your host I'll catch you guys at the next recording and uh, let's see, hopefully I'll be able to do two in one recording so that we can bring this to a close very quickly and move on to something else before I get you guys bored on uh, conversation outlines and frameworks. But remember, it's really important stuff. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.